Hello, hello. This is a pastor in his newspaper with Dr. Castro, a podcast helping you read the news with the Bible in your hand. I am Dr. Castro. It's great to be with you. Sorry it's been so long since the last episode. Uh, life has been a bit busy. A new baby, a new ministry, responsibilities, and things like that. But I am back, and a lot has happened since I was last with you. And, and because of the things that have happened, I want to kind of take a pause from political issues. And obviously next week, I'm going to jump into the midterm election. We'll have a lot to talk about in regards to um, new Congress, new Senate potentially. Um, but I want to talk about, We I know it was just like a, several months ago, I did um, the beginning of this podcast. We, I did an episode with my fellow pastor, Derek McFarland about NIL and, and sport college football and money and those different things. And uh, I really want to talk about the importance of college football in the South. I have just moved back to the South. I uh, was living in the Midwest. So I was living in Evansville, Indiana and um, moved uh, to Memphis, uh, Kyrieville, Tennessee uh, before, before the end of 2021. And, um, you know, for someone who's a, a grew up in the South, went to an SEC school, went to the University of Tennessee and living in the Midwest, this, college football is watched. There's some Notre Dame fans, IIU fans uh, in the Midwest. But the the importance of college football is is it's it's not as important in the Midwest as it is. In the, it's a bit different uh, for some people. It's important, but um it's not really a, a unifier that it is in the South. And um, so moving back to the South, moving to kind of the, the heart, the heart of the SEC world, you, you can, you just quickly um, realize it's extremely important to a lot of people and especially football season and in the fall in the South and wearing your, your team um, on Saturday um, and the importance of the game, um, that kind of becomes the organizer for the weekend. Um, I really want to talk uh, just about why, why it's so important and some actually, and talk a little bit about some, some issues with, um, it's important, but, uh, Wendell Berry is, is, uh, is a great writer, uh, about the South, about the importance of place and importance of community and culture. And he writes, a community is the mental and spiritual condition of knowing that the place is shared and that the people who share the place define and limit the possibility of each other's lives. It is the knowledge that people have of each other, their concern for each other, their trust in each other, the freedom with which they come and go themselves. And, you know, the community of the South, um, it's a place that is shared. And these small little towns, mostly rural, there's not a lot of big cities in the South. I mean, basically Miami's not the South. It's, I know geographically it's the South, but culturally it's not the South. Uh, Atlanta and Nashville and Charlotte are three kind of major cities of the South. Uh, Louisville, not as big as those cities, but is another important city in the South. Um, and then you have like cities like Memphis and Little Rock uh, and St. Louis, other uh, big cities. But St. Louis is so close to uh, Illinois and, and you get a lot of Midwestern influences in St. Louis. And 
but you know, Memphis and Little Rock are, are two cities that, um, you know, probably aren't on your, you know, major tourist, uh, cities, but they're important. And it's, and it's an important place, uh, that make up the South. And, um, but most of the South is just really rural towns, uh, cities, uh, little towns and cities and states like Mississippi and Arkansas and Louisiana and Alabama, Georgia, um, you know, North and South Carolina, uh, Tennessee and Kentucky and, um, and Virginia as well. But again, Virginia has got a lot of influences with Maryland and there's, so, you know, there's kind of a, um, there is a major, Virginia is a part of the South, but there's not any major cities. I mean, Richmond is on a, is on a huge city. Um, but, um, Again, the importance of, and again, also Virginia doesn't have an SEC school in it. And it does affect its its cultural ties. And that's why college football is such a major variable, very, a major part of the of the culture of the South. And and when we live in these cities, especially like cities like Memphis and Kyerville, and you have this unifier for the community, and it very much is college football and and how much pride um, a Southern family has in their team and their college football team. Um, Tom Barnhart, who is, is kind of a, a writer about on college football and has commented on the importance of college football to the South. He writes, the South came out of the civil war in bad shape. It was almost exclusively agrarian while the North was much more industrialized. Southerners always felt those in the North were looking down their nose at us. He continues speaking of we meaning the South, the South may not be able to beat the North in the war or economically, but by God, we can beat them on the football field. And, you know, ever since the civil war, especially when football became a really important sport, uh, the South always took pride that it could beat the Northern teams in football. And actually what's so interesting is as the NFL and professional football became an important industry and an important sport, uh, kind of a rival to baseball. And I would argue football really has now become the, the pastime of America, definitely the more popular of, of the major sports for a long time. There really wasn't a team in the South. I mean, Miami, the Miami Dolphins is not a Southern team. Um, and uh, the New Orleans Saints really were not a very good team for a long period of time. And a lot of the major NFL teams are the Packers, the, the Giants, um, the Eagles, the Redskins. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, the Bears. Uh, a lot of all these teams were the you know, Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, all these teams are in the North and in these major urban cities. And the the rural towns uh, and small areas of the South, they didn't. These teams were in the North, and they didn't support these NFL teams. So the college teams, your University of Alabama. University of Arkansas, um, LSU, Louisiana State, um, University of Georgia, University of Tennessee. These schools became the professional teams. These are the teams that these, um, these are the teams that the people in these towns followed and the teams that people supported the teams that they, they were able to have some pride when their teams won and, and were victorious over their rival. 
And, and uh, this is from a head coach of Oak Ridge High School in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, uh, Joe Giddes. He said, college football in the South is larger than life. In the South, fans cover uh, oak trees with toilet paper to glorify a victory and mourn with vigils when the, 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 the tree uh, was found to be poisoned. That was a story about how when Alabama lost to Auburn, that uh, the tree, the uh, tumors tree in in Auburn was who that when they won a victory, when they had it when Auburn won a game, they would toilet paper this tree. Well, the tree was poisoned by an Alabama fan, and uh, that that fan actually went to jail. In the South, one Saturday best is reserved for Saturday morning under a, 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 a chandelier lace tailgating tent. This is talking about Ole Miss the Grove and the, the fans of Ole Miss and they would gather at the Grove and they would, they would eat and they would wear their, their Sunday best before the Ole Miss football game. And the South college football isn't merely a social interest, a cultural phenomenon or a religion. It's all of these things. It's a grand display of resources, a masterful agent of change and a competitive mechanism that unites an entire region. And that is, so true. And it's, it's so much so that I think people in the South, they're so used to it being so important. They really don't think about it in these type of grand tor- terms, you know, the importance of, of Clemson versus South Carolina and football, the importance of the egg bowl, Mississippi and Mississippi state, the, 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 the importance of the boot, you know, Arkansas versus Louisiana, the rivalry, the cross border rivalry, the oldest game in the South, the oldest rivalry in the South, Auburn versus Georgia, the important, how close Auburn is to the state line of Georgia, the iron Bowl, Alabama, Auburn, and what's almost forget, forgotten as such a, as an important rivalry, Tennessee versus Alabama. They've been playing that game since 1928, third Saturday in the South. And they play, they play that game every year except one because of the war. And, you know, I, I, you know, Tennessee played Alabama a few weekends ago and Tennessee finally was able to beat Alabama the first time. And, and this is a, they've been, they've lost 15 games in a row. And so they won in 15 since Saban has been at Alabama. The, and the, the average margin of victory has been 26 points. And you think, well, how could that game be a rivalry? But when you saw when, when Tennessee won that game, it was a last second 40 yard field goal. Tennessee won 52 to 49. You saw the, the fans pouring out on the field and uh, the celebrating, because again, how important football is to the pride of those in the South. And when your team has lost to your rival every year for 15 years, when you finally win, that's the result. You don't see this in California. You don't see this type of, of passion in uh, up in the Northeast with Boston college or Syracuse or um, Buffalo or um, um Penn state or and there's a lot of emotion in, in Pennsylvania, but they have the Steelers. They have the Eagles. They have the new England Patriots, Buffalo bills in the South. That's all we have is our college team, right? And for us who, who I went to university of Tennessee and the importance of where I went to school and who I've rooted for since I was a kid is important to me on Saturday. I wear orange 
and um, I care about my team and I, I follow them very closely. And then I banter with my uh, friends that are Alabama fans or Auburn fans or Kentucky fans, because that's, that's what, and culturally that's what you do in the South. And, 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 you know, uh, just this past Saturday, LSU beat Alabama and, you know, you, you see just the, the, the passion and the joy that is, ex- that is expressed and dis- demonstrated, um, for fans in Louisiana. And, uh, I just recently went to just about this past Saturday, went to the Tennessee, Georgia football game in Athens, Georgia, and you had 90 plus thousand fans and this small town I mean, Athens is a pretty small town outside of Atlanta, but on Saturdays there's 92 plus thousand people crammed into this stadium to watch their bulldogs. They're barking, you know, they spell dogs D a W G and their, their famous dog is a, is a bu- English bulldog with named Uga because of EGA Georgia. And they play between the hedges. You're like, what does that mean? They play literally between two massive hedges and they were loud. As uh, someone who was there to watch and cheer for Tennessee, they were loud and they were very involved in the game and very passionate about their, their bulldogs and sports are important. College football is extremely important in the South. There is economics connected to this as well. When a team, when these local teams, and I, I remember that a lot of these college teams are in small towns. I mean, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is just as a small town outside. Or it's a small city outside Birmingham. Auburn Hills is a very small town where the University of Auburn, Auburn University is. Baton Rouge is not New Orleans. It's not Atlanta. Georgia is in Athens, just right outside Atlanta. You know, Tennessee, uh, University of Tennessee is in Knoxville. It's not Nashville. It's smaller than Memphis, much smaller. We think of, of Arkansas, University of Arkansas, up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, where, yes, it's, it's you know, popular because of uh, Walmart, but it's not the biggest city in Arkansas. It's a, it's a smaller town up in the northwest corner of, of Arkansas. Think of the University of Missouri in Columbia, not St. Louis, and small towns outside the major cities. Lexington is, a, is not a major city. It's not a big city. Louisville is much bigger. Um, we think of... Uh, others, other schools, I mean, in the South, um, where these college teams are, I mean, Gainesville is on a massive city in, in Florida. So again, these small towns become are really important when they're, when they're economic, a lot of these businesses, restaurants, hotels, and little shops that sell merchandise of the school, you know, when the team is doing well, a lot of people come. They come to the games, they stay in the hotels, they go to the restaurants, they go to the coffee shops, they buy clothing at the stores. And so people's livelihoods are tied to these teams and to these schools. And it's such a unifying variable in the community. And um, so it's important to us. It's important to me. I remember watching the the Tennessee Alabama game on uh, at my sister's house in Nashville and and literally on my knees watching that kick and so excited when that kick went through the uprights and Tennessee finally beat Alabama and hugging, you know, family members and just so full of joy because Tennessee beat our, our, our massive rival. Okay, we played each other every year since 1928. Tennessee and Alabama have played each other more than actually Alabama Auburn. And, um, how important that is. You know, see people around town wearing their Tennessee orange, wearing their, putting their tees on their car. And then you see the, the Alabama fans saying roll Todd, roll Todd. Right. And you see, you know, LSU flags. You see Mississippi state stickers. You see Ole Miss shirts. 
and everyone's pride. Everyone has is is rooting for their teams, and they're bantering with their friends who root for other other sports. And there's joy when your team's not doing well, like Auburn's not doing well this year, and Arkansas struggled this year as well. You know, you just kind of you feel bad for them, and they don't wear their shirt as much, and they are you know they're down when they show up for church on Sunday, and people go, oh no, Auburn lost again, or Texas A&M lost again, and so people's moods people's um what they wear is tied to how their team is doing and while it is important it's important to me that's why i'm talking about it and um we have to be careful as christians um we have to be careful because you you it's you know there was a a quote i didn't mention but um it, it mentioned that you know football is important college football is important in the east coast you know there's a lot of a lot of uh, I've been to um, some some other Virginia Tech, especially um, you know NC State, um, Clemson. Uh, of course, Clemson's in the South. I can't really include that, but there, you know, University of Miami. There's there are some schools on the East Coast that um, you know people people care about their their football. Uh, and the West Coast, you know, it's a tourist attraction, you know, but going to see, seeing the Trojans, especially when they, they had Matt Liner and Reggie Bush. And when they're not good, nobody really shows up. And, um, but people can take it or leave it. They're not, there's no passion, but the, you know, people say in the South football is a religion. And we say that kind of jokingly, but we know that it's true. I mean, the traditions, the songs, the colors, the rituals. It's a religion. And for Christians, I would say that for many, many people, their loyalty is tied probably closer to their college football team than it is to their God. And the thing is, is that our, our teams disappoint us often. And we put a lot of our hope and our joy in the outcome of a sport. Interesting that I, I want to just kind of tie this to, and is that Paul says in Philippians 3, 7 through 11, he says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of, of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his suffering because becoming like him in, the, in his death, that by any means possible I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Uh, this is an important perspective that Paul has. He says, I count everything. Of course, the context here, he is, he outlined all the things, all the successes, all his accomplishments, who he was, where he came from, all these things he could have credited. He could have built his identity off these things. He could have found his joy and his accomplishments, but he says, I count them as all as lost in comparison of knowing Christ and having Christ. He said, I would I would suffer the loss of all these things. If all these things were taken away, I would count them as, as rubbish. And that term is probably a little bit stronger as a term he uses. I consider them all garbage in order that I may gain Christ, be found in him. And I think that is really an important perspective that we have to remind ourselves that Christ is far more important 
then our football team's winning the pride of our, of our team. And uh, I remember just this past Saturday, I went to the Georgia game and people are all, you know, because Tennessee, you know, they've been eight no, and they were number one in the country and they lost to Georgia. I had people come up to me at church on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. Are you doing okay? You know, you're doing okay. And you know, maybe like five or 10 years ago, I'd have been like all upset and, and, and pouting and miserable, but you have to, you have to, you have to mature. You have to come to a point of understanding that it's, it's, it's great. I love Tennessee football. I love going to Neyland stadium, which I'm about to go to this weekend. I love singing Rocky top. Uh, I love the, the pride of the Southland marching band. I love smoky. I love orange. I love the tea. I love the, the checkerboard. I love everything about Tennessee and, and I, I'm not shy about it. I make it very much known that I'm of all, but it's not my identity. My identity is not a Tennessee fan. But I think for many in the South, their identity is tied to being a being a, an Alabama fan, being an LSU fan, being a, a Kentucky fan or whatever. But our identity has to be ultimately tied in Christ. And one of my favorite lines from a, a worship song that uh, my former church sang in our church here at Central does, it's, it's my city of light. It's only a holy God. And there's this line that I, I just I always remember and, and just love what other glory consume like fire, what other glory consumes like fire, what other power can raise the dead, what other name remains undefeated, only a holy God. And I remember sharing that to the church because I preached that Sunday and, and I said, you know, the thing we have to remember is that we're, we're in the kingdom of Christ and his kingdom is undefeated. Nothing will conquer our savior and Lord. And we have to remind ourselves is that our identity has to be tied to Christ, has to be unified and rooted in Christ because there we have victory forever. We have eternal victory and our passion and our joy and our unity must come through Jesus Christ alone, not in our college football team, not in our team winning the SEC championship or beating our rival or um, going to the college football playoff or whatever you want, whatever your identity is. That can't be your identity. It has to be in Christ. Because even if you're an Alabama Crimson Tide fan, right? All the success, all these national championships, um, beating your rival 15 years in a row. It will eventually come to an end. You know, your team won't always win. Not every year will be a success. And if it, this year they've lost two games. What if they lose another game? Is it going to be, you know, this, this year's been lost. This my year's hopeless. If you're a Christian, you can't speak that way. We can't speak that way. We are a part of the undefeated kingdom, which is the, the kingdom of Christ. And our joy has to be in him. And I told the church, my joy. I have too much joy in Christ for my joy to be destroyed by a loss of a football game or many football games and enjoy. I mean, college football is a gift. It is a joy to be able to watch and to be a part of it, to go to the Grove or to sing Rocky top or, um, to visit your favorite team or watch them on television with some friends. And 
and, and tailgating. All those things are fun. They're all part of community. They're all part of what Wendell Berry says. It's a, it's a knowing the place is shared and you share this traditions, you share this love affair, you share, uh, and some of these, um, wearing these colors and celebrating the shared identity. And it's good. It's, it's from God, but let's keep it in perspective. Let's not make a religion of it. Let's not make it an idol like many of us do to be frank and, and really repent of those things. Um, and, and say, as Paul says, I, I can tell them all as lost in comparison to knowing Christ. And if God asked me to give them up, I would quickly and gladly give them up and, um, and purely be focused and devoted to Christ. And again, you know, college football is important. It's life itself for many in the South. But let's not set up a rival to our, our love and worship of Christ and, uh, and grow in understanding that Christ, our, our holy God, remains undefeated and will always remain undefeated. And so this is a, a kind of a weird and special episode of A Pastor's Newspaper. We'll be back next week, I promise. We're going to be talking about the midterm election and uh, look forward to, to talking about that. So I want to encourage you um, to just uh, continue uh, to read uh, the news with the Bible in your hand. And this has been Dr. Cash with A Pastor's Newspaper, and we'll see you next week. Have a good day.